0: With the second pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Carson Wentz. West Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, born and raised. In front of the stars, goal. Now Simmons in transition. What a pass to M. B. Welcome, everybody, to episode three of the Wiz Wit podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Stefano breaking down all the news from the best sports city in the world, Philadelphia. We have an action packed show tonight. I hope everyone's staying safe. I hope everyone's staying sane. Scary times out there. Hopefully, this show can be an escape for your week as we have an action packed show featuring some Eagles rumors. Eagles haven't done anything huge, but there are some huge rumors out there. I'm going to highlight Bryce Harper's first season out of 13 with the Phillies. We're going to talk about the best Philadelphia acquisitions of all time. Who do we trade for? Who do we sign? The best. We did the worst last week. It was depressing. Let's be a little happy now. Let's go over the best. Who's the best? I I have my pick, and there is a great list of them. And then you guys sent in a lot of questions, which I will answer um, on air. This show will be going live as soon as the pandemic is over every Sunday on Facebook. You can still catch it on YouTube. You'll still be able to catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But we will be live and interacting with the people in the chat. Now, let's get a little bit of the, the legwork done, if we will. Um, follow us at WizWitPod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, go to T Public. WizWit Podcast has a store there. You can buy all the shirts, the merchandise like this shirt right here, um, plus many others. And if you want to be a partner with WizWit, please email me at wizwitpod at gmail.com. Speaking of partners, we have a couple, so let's get in to them. Are you planning a party, a wedding? Or another event where you need entertainment services such as wedding and event planning, day of coordinating, bartending services, DJ entertainment, catering, professional photography, professional videographer. Well, then I have just the place for you contact Philly with a twist and go like their page on Facebook. Tell them that Wiz Wit sent you. You're gonna want to stay tuned because they throw the best tailgate parties. For the Eagles and the Phillies, I've been a part of them. It was a blast. There was food trucks, loud music, DJs. It was awesome. Um, And I'm excited to announce I'll actually be doing a live show there um, at a tailgate for the Eagles game. Obviously, we will update you on that situation. We will let you know what game so you can come hang out with me. Uh, But again, please contact Philly with a twist for all your event needs and tell them Wiz Wit sent you. Passionate professional detailing is what describes Sure Style detailing. They service everything from your daily driver, classics, luxury, and exotic vehicles. They provide the first class personalized detailing services, maintenance, and total surface protection. Sure Style detailing has the solution needed to protect your vehicles, motorcycles, and boats for a lifetime. Every vehicle is treated the same with the utmost care and attention to detail as if it were their own. Invest in quality detail where passion and pride are applied into every step from start to finish. Tell them WizWit sent you and save 20% off your detail at Sure Style Detailing. And again, I'm going to thank those guys for partnering with such a young show. My intention here is to grow local businesses, people that I know personally, people that are in the area. Let's grow them. Let's elevate them. That is what we want to do. If you want to partner with the Wizwit Podcast, please reach out. Now let's get in to the show. And is there a reunion happening in Philadelphia? Reports are saying that a reunion might be likely with one Shady McCoy. Now, my question is, is, is Shady McCoy still valuable? Last year, he rushed 101 times, 485 yards, four touchdowns. Not bad. Not bad because he's a backup. He's someone that you're not going to rely on. We have Miles Sanders. We have Boston Scott. Would he be a nice third down back or a third roll running back, much like Corey Clement was before he got injured? Could he fill that void? I believe he's a little bit over the hill. Um... I'm looking at his bill stats, and in 2017, he had a great year with six touchdowns, uh, 1,138 yards. But in the last two seasons combined, he's played 27 games and has not broke 1,000 yards total. Now, I love Shady McCoy. I'll never forget the snowball game. I'll never forget all he did. Uh, cut on a dime, baby. I've never seen someone run like that. Um, but what we have here is a young team. Now, where I think Shady McCoy is most valuable is bringing Miles Sanders along. Miles Sanders runs a lot like Shady McCoy. Is Shady McCoy worth the money to bring in as a mentor? Philadelphia loves their reunions, right? We brought d back. It looked like it paid dividends. He got hurt in week two, didn't see the field, right? Came back, got hurt, and like three, four plays when he came back seven weeks later, out again, right? I am all for reunions, right? But a middle-aged running back in the NFL, what other role would he play for the team than mentor? There's plenty of other speedsters out there. I still like Corey Clement. He's a local guy. We'll love to see him on a team. Yeah, it would be nice to dust off the 25 jersey, right? It'd be great. You know, I got to dust off the number 10. I got to dust off the number 9 a couple years ago. 25's next on the list. It sounds great. Because we all love our, our heroes of Philadelphia. McCoy fits that mold. Best running back the Eagles have ever seen. But, I don't see him coming back in a role that would be useful, that would take up a roster spot. Unless... He agrees to be a mentor. But here's the thing. Our coach, Deuce Staley, was an eagle, right? He knows how to coach a running back. He is our running back's coach. I think he actually got promoted. So we already have someone to mentor these young guys. Now, I like Shady McCoy. I just don't know what his price tag is for one. guy was making millions and millions of dollars. If he comes back on a cheap deal, sure, bring him back. Let him be a leader, but I don't think you know he's going to bring value. I don't think um, we're going to have the excitement of Shady. He might have a couple bursts of speeds. Wasn't he a healthy scratch in the Super Bowl? I think he was, and that's because the guy has talent. But his longevity as a running back is unheard of. Like who else has lasted that long? Not counting Frank Gore. That guy's been fucking running for three three decades now. But who else has had that longevity like Shady McCoy? You know, age catches up to you. Eventually, numbers decline, and his numbers has, have declined substantially every year since 2017. I don't see this year being any different if he joins the Eagles. Obviously, he's going to only get probably less than 100 carries. So if the price tag is right, you bring him in for leadership and mentorship. I don't think we need him. I do like McCoy. I'm a fan of McCoy. I'm never going to say, I, you know, I'm not going to be happy if they bring Shady back. I'll be happy. I think you spend that money elsewhere and bring in a younger player. Now, with that rumor circulating, there's another big rumor out there. And that is a trade for Brandon Cooks. Um, a lot of people have the Eagles, the number one team, to land Brandon Cooks. Now, Brandon Cooks has been traded twice for two first-round picks. So every time he's gotten traded, it's a first-round pick. But here's the problem. He's always getting traded. He always wants out of his current situation. He seems like a little bit of the diva type that the Eagles don't like to have around. But the guy is only 27, 28 years old. And he has so much talent in him, but he has a history of concussions. Let's not forget the Super Bowl, Malcolm Jenkins, that hit. I'll never forget it, right? And then he came back last year. He got two more concussions. So he plays but he gets injured. He's We already have enough injuries at receiver, but this is a shot that I take, right? This is a shot that I take for the right price. Now, I'm not going to trade a second. I'm not going to trade a third. I'll give you a fourth and a fifth for him. I'll give him a fourth this year and a fifth, and um, I forget who uh, commented, but that fifth could turn into a third if he performs, right? Give him a little incentive, right? But I wouldn't trade a second and third for him, but let's look at his stats last year. Fourteen games, 42 catches, 583 yards, two touchdowns. Year before, eighty receptions, twelve hundred yards, five touchdowns. Year before, sixty-five receptions, thousand yards, seven touchdowns. And then you go into his New Orleans stats. I never compare New Orleans stats to Eagle stats. We're never gonna throw the ball as precise as the Saints or as much as the Saints because Drew Brees is in a league of his own, I think he's the best quarterback I've ever seen play with my eyes. Um, Brady wins more. I think Breeze is the best quarterback I've ever seen. But I'm not going to compare his New Orleans stats because they are off the charts. We have nine touchdowns, eight touchdowns, and, 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 you know, 84 catches, 78 catches. I mean, he was doing what Michael Thomas did before Michael Thomas did it, right? And that's why he was so valuable. So I would take a shot on a young receiver. And— I know people are gonna say, well, we need someone who's a little bit bigger to clog up the middle, you know, to catch in the middle, to run the layer routes, to run the curl routes, to to put body on ball. And while I agree with that, we do have Ertz. We do have Goddard. I know you want to protect Ertz, but we have Ertz, we have Goddard. Alshon's still on the team. Maybe you find a maybe Howie finds a way to trade Alshon for Brandon Cooks and becomes like Here's a bad contract for another bad contract. Maybe you need a change of scenery. If he does that, he's a magician. I don't think that's happening. But what do we see with the Kansas City Chiefs this year? Is speed kills. We have the possession guys. We have Ertz. We have Goddard. If we keep Jeffrey, we have Jeffrey. Speed is what wins. Kansas City's offense, ran by Andy Reid, is very much like the Eagles' offense ran by Andy Reid's understudy, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson runs a very similar style offense, and look how well Andy Reid's worked with speed. Speed kills. You put Cooks on the outside, Jackson on the outside, you put Alshon in the slot uh, when he gets healthy. I am very comfortable with that lineup flying down the field because you got Miles Sanders, you got Boston Scott. You have speed. You have explosiveness, and you have Carson Wentz to get them the ball and turn a 15-yard throw into a 70-yard touchdown. We haven't seen much of that in Philadelphia, right? A lot of catching and falling. No speed. We saw Jackson, what he did. His first game showed you what kind of offense the Eagles could have if they stretch the field. If you got two guys stretching the field, guess what? You're pulling the safeties up. Guess who's under there? Ertz and Goddard, or just Ertz, or maybe Alshon, or maybe Greg Ward, because now the safeties have to watch two guys flying down the field. Speed kills. And I think speed will be the the reason the Eagles go far. But they need to get it. Now, if they get Cooks, do they still draft a receiver? I like this kid Jefferson from LSU. I'm not going to get in to too much specifics on who I think we should draft because I'm going to do a whole show on that. But I do think you still draft a receiver because I think Alshon is expendable after this year. Brandon Cooks, Deshaun Jackson's old. So you start grooming people. Is J.J.R. segal Whiteside the guy? Right now, no. Could he? Maybe. Maybe he learns. You know, the second year is is the proof in the pudding year. You know, first year, you kind of get a free pass. Second year, it's time to put up or shut up. And if you don't put up... You're going to get put out. So we'll see. It's a big year for J.J. But overall, I would take Brandon Cooks, but I would take him for the right price. He ha- he has an expensive contract, but if I could get him anywhere from four, uh, fourth round pick to a fifth round pick or maybe a fourth and a fifth for a fifth next year or maybe a fourth and Al Sean or a fifth and Al Alsh- That's a, that's a deal I'm willing to try. Because the guy has showed he still has the explosiveness. The guy has showed that he is younger and more fast and exactly what we were looking for in Philadelphia. But the guy has also shown he has a history of concussion problems and injuries, and that raises a lot of eyebrows for some people. And that's why I think the Eagles might be able to talk um, L.A. into giving up Brandon Cooks for a little bit less than they want to. Because right now I think they're demanding a third or a second. You're not going to get a third or a second for Brandon Cooks after the past two seasons he has that have been injury plagued. You're not going to do it. So I'm excited to see what the Eagles do. If they stay with the roster they have now and just draft a receiver, we'll see how that pans out. We already heard that Howie kind of wants to build around Wentz and not have a diva and not have – a wide receiver who has an agenda or has a certain uh, type of style. And right now it looks like Brandon Cooks has a little bit of a history of being a diva and asking for trades and not being happy. How does he come in this Eagles locker room? How do do you fit in with these players? You have your own style. You're not going to touch the ball every time. Wentz has his favorite target in Ertz, and he's developing his second and third favorite target. His second favorite target being Goddard. His third favorite target being Miles Sanders on a screen pass or Boston Scott. So you're not going to get the ball all the time. And I know receivers always want the ball. But is it a price you're willing to pay to build something special? And that's the question Brandon Cooks will have to ask himself. If we trade for him, a lot of rumors out there. Maybe he gets released. Maybe we sign him on a cheap deal. I don't know. My main concern is not about him on the field. It's off the field. So only time will tell what happens. One person I was very concerned with was Bryce Harper. That's right. I was concerned about the Phillies getting Bryce Harper. And the concern was that we were going to lose him to the Giants. I have been a Bryce Harper fan for since I, I've had the Sports Illustrated with him on the cover. I always... Like the guy, I think the media did a really poor job of promoting him as the face of baseball. And it's very hard when you have local hometown hero Mike Trout, who is one of the best dudes out there, the most humble dudes out there, and the best baseball player since Mickey Mantle. It's hard to to compare it to, right? Bryce Harper was a little bit more eccentric. He was a little bit more in-your-face, cocky, right? He was young, and he's had this camera in his face since he was 16 years old. And he had to mature. You know, not everyone's going to be Mike Trout. But I was scared the Phillies were going to miss out on a once-in-a-lifetime draw. And I say draw because that is a wrestling turn. And as you know, I'm deep into the wrestling game. But what Bryce Harper does is he puts butts in the seats. The excitement level of Bryce Harper is what made the Phillies sell so many tickets his first his. The first day he signed, tickets exploded. Ticket sales went nuts. He had the number one selling jersey over LeBron James, right? And this is for baseball, which is not as as popular as basketball, not even close. I remember when Bryce Harper was a free agent, and I just kept refreshing my Twitter feed. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Are the Phillies going to get this guy? And when everyone was hopping off the bandwagon, we don't need him. I'd rather have Manny Machado. Why would you rather have Manny Machado than Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper is one of the faces of baseball. What that does to the Phillies is it puts them in a spotlight. It gives them the ESPN games. It gets people tailgating. It gets people excited, right? We have that star. You have Carson Wentz. You have Joel Embiid. You have Claude Giroux. You have these Faces of the league in Philadelphia and baseball hasn't had one in the the city of Philadelphia since Ryan Howard, since Jay Sutley, since Jimmy, since Cliff, since Doc, right? We needed a star. We needed a superstar to get us excited about going to Citizens Bank Park, spending $40 on a ticket, tailgating all day, and spending $60 on food, right? And Bryce Harper is that guy. So Bryce Harper's marketing impact is the biggest thing I see. From a business standpoint, it was genius to sign this guy. 13 years, 15 years, 20 years, I don't care. You're going to make the money off this guy. We're getting him in his prime at 27 years old. I was excited, right? 13 years, he plays till 40 in a Philadelphia Philly uniform. Baseball player's prime, what, 35, 36? I don't know. It, it, It stretches, right? It's not it's not like football where he's gonna be good till 31 and you ship him out. Now I, I expect his numbers to start declining in like 35, 36 years old, right? So that's still at the time, and excuse me, I, I'm not a math major, but that's eight years, right? That is eight years of a great player a former MVP in his prime. So my excitement level was through the roof as Philadelphia when Bryce Harper signed the contract because as we saw Bryce Harper in Washington, right? We could not stand the guy, right? Not only are you a rival, but you're the young hot shot. You seem caught. the media really spun this guy. What I believe, they spun this guy to be the bad boy of baseball when Mike Trout was the savior of baseball. And while I've watched Bryce Harper since he's been in Philadelphia, that guy's a class act what he's doing on the field, off the field, the excitement he has to be a Philly. He might love the city of Philadelphia more than me. Bryce Harper cares about the city. Bryce Harper loves the organization. And that's what we want as fans, right? We want someone like a Brian Dawkins who just loves the city, who bleeds the city, who represents the hard work of the city, and that is Bryce Harper. Now, did he meet expectations? He had a slow start, not too slow, three home runs in the first four games, but after that, he cooled down. The momentum, you know, kind of went down a little bit. But I still think he had a good season. He entered the second half hitting .250 with 62 RBIs, 59 walks. For most players, that's a career pace, but for Harper, it feels underwhelming. He had 16 home runs prior to the All-Star break, wasn't in the top 50, right? I think, obviously, there was a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. He signed right before spring training. The guy, it went so long, right? And I know he's a condition freak, but it went so long, I think it was mental. It's a new city. He hasn't got to pick where he wanted to play since ever, since high school, right? He just got drafted to the Nationals. Change of scenery can be different you know you ever start a new job and it's not weird it's just different right you feel like you don't know anyone you feel like you don't know anything you feel like you're but then by like the first or second month it starts clicking right baseball is an everyday sport right and and i think a lot of the success early on was because hey he's got this momentum he's pumped up he's focused right and i think you start losing focus because once you hear them booze in philadelphia we're not like Washington, okay? Our crowd's not like Washington. We applaud hard work, right? We applaud good um, good work, but we we will boo you if, you if you fall off a little bit. We will boo you if you need that boost, right? It's a, the city of brotherly love, but it's tough love. And I think that's what hit Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, in the second half of the year, became a different man, right? He finished, like, the, the average was 260. I'm not thrilled about the average, but... That's something he can get up. I, I've seen his his average go up: thirty six doubles, thirty five home runs, and one hundred and fourteen RBI. One hundred and fourteen RBI, thirty five homers. I will take that for what we're paying Bryce, which is like twenty five million a year. Watch how baseball contracts explode after this, right? I will take that every single year. He had to admit that you know he wants to get his average up, and I agree with him. I mean, you need to get the average up a little bit, but overall. They aren't horrible numbers. Now, 260 is not going to get you to an all-star game. 35 home runs, 114 RBI, and 36 doubles Will. Not to mention the leadership he had. Not to mention the passion and the fire he brought. Not to mention when he came, he wanted JT Romuto. He was the reason we got the best uh, best catcher in baseball, right? People want to play with stars. People want to play with excitement. Bryce Harper brings that excitement. Um, He got a little bit better. In the outfield, too. That was one of my main concerns with Harper. He was never a great fielder. Always had a hose. Always had an arm. Last year, he got significantly better fielding the baseball. Which we take for granted because we have had some great outfielders. You know, Shane Victorino being one of them. We've seen some great plays. Um, Rowan being one of them. We had amazing outfielders before. But with Bryce Harper, it was one of his his weaknesses, and he admitted that, and he worked on it. And that's all we ask for in Philadelphia is you work on your weakness, you get better. And Bryce Harper got better in the field. So I'm going to go into some comments about what we think. I asked the question, what did you think of Bryce Harper's first season? Todd wrote, people see the $330 here he's making. It feels as though he isn't worth it. He made people around him better. Baseball isn't won by one man, or Trout would have had several rings. I totally agree with that. It's a team sport, and he has made and will continue to make his team better. I think he's been a great addition, and I'm excited for the next 12 seasons. I'm going to echo your sentiment. That is probably the most perfect answer I could have gotten on that because it makes me excited for the next 12 years was the point of this all. You know, if you weren't excited about Bryce Harper— Were you excited uh, about John Mayberry Jr.? Shit, I was excited about Dominic Brown. Remember Dominic Brown, baseball's number one prospect, Dominic Brown. I had his authentic jersey. I love Dominic Brown. I was excited about him. How are you going to be excited about Dominic Brown but not be excited about Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper. MVP, Bryce Harper. I don't get it, but if you weren't excited about Bryce Harper... Who were you looking to be in the outfield, right? Who did you want? Who was your choice? And I know people who are like, I don't like the Bryce Harper signing. You want John Mayberry? You want John Mayberry playing? Because that's what that was the outfield after we were good. And like John Mayberry, and he had some he had some big home runs, but goddamn. Come on. Sam, I think Bryce had a fine year and I expect him to be better. It's overshadowed by some things. One, the golden age of baseball is over. The Ripken days are done. There's only one Mike Trout. The numbers are what they are these days. That goes for statistics and salaries. And that is a very important point that Sam brought across because, again, salaries are going to always go up because the budget goes up baseball's a, baseball salary goes up. So the money's always going to go up. Yeah, how much would you pay Mickey Mantle today? I don't even know how much Mickey Mantle paid, got paid back in a day. But how much would you pay him today? How much did Ken Griffey Jr. make? I bet you it's nowhere near what, you know, Bryce is making, maybe not even a closing pitcher now. The market grows. So I totally agree with that. And Eric wrote for me, I think he didn't just meet, he exceeded my expectations. It could always be better, but I also believe that it's going to get better. The man has so much talent for him, not to lead the team in every category. I agree. And that, that's my thing with Bryce Harper is the talent. I consider him the most talented athlete in the city of Philadelphia. That's right. The Carson Wentz apologist, the Carson Wentz fanboy is saying Bryce Harper is the most athletic, most talented person we have playing in our city right now i'm excited for bryce harper i'm excited for the phillies i cannot wait for baseball to start back up whenever that is right i cannot wait so let's get into it because bryce harper came as an acquisition we signed him as a free agent right and i i loved that signing and i'm it's one of the greatest days ever i i will never forget looking at my phone going we signed bryce harper we got. I was yelling at my coworker Gary, we got Harper, you know, just flipping out. One of those feel-good moments in Philadelphia, you'll never forget, we got the guy we wanted. Well, we got the guy I wanted, at least. So I started thinking, who are some of the best acquisitions of all time? The name that appeared the most on the list, and this isn't going to be a surprise, it's Brad Lidge. Why did Brad Lidge appear on the list? Because he was Perfect in the 2008 season when we won the World Series through the last strike to win us the World Series. Brad Lidge was phenomenal, maybe the best season of closers ever had in 2008. And the Phillies had always struggled with closers, right? And we still do after him to this day. I won't ever discredit the Brad Lidge answer. The Brad Lidge answer. It's the most popular. He brought a title. He had a perfect season. How can you go against that being the best Philly acquisition of all time? Cliff Lee is another one. When Cliff Lee came over in 2009, he was just lights out, and then he came back to us, which made us, he loves us, and we love Cliff. There was no one who worked quicker than Cliff. Um, I wouldn't put him at the top. He didn't win us anything. He got us to a World Series, and he dominated Game 1 against the Yankees. But – I wouldn't put him on the top five. I would put him somewhere on the top ten because I remember signing him um, at the winter meetings. It was huge. We were the secret team. We were the mystery team. No one even thought the Phillies were interested. Jason Worth left, gave us a bunch of money to, to, to open up, to bring in um, Cliff Lee. That was a great one. As we just talked about, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper being, you know, and let's see how that pans out, but how can you 35 home runs, 114 RBI in his first season. Put butts in the seat. Sold jerseys, made Philadelphia excited. How can you go against that? My personal favorite on the list, Doc Halliday, rest in peace. Um, I remember my my best friend Nate and I were so excited when when Halliday came. Um, We always liked Halliday as a Blue Jay pitcher. He was just, I think everyone loved Doc Halliday. I think everyone in baseball liked and feared Halliday. Doc Halliday, because he was a doctor on the mound. He was surgical, precise, and I remember we we drove to Washington for opening day along with most of Philadelphia to go watch opening day in Washington to watch the doctor operate, and I'll never forget. That That was one of the most fun times I had in baseball. Um, At the time, Nate had the 17-game pass, and we would go to the games, but we would also purchase almost every game that Doc played at home. Me, him, and my wife um, would go, and we would watch Doc Holliday because it was just such an exciting time to watch Phillies baseball. The team was great. Doc was amazing. Perfect game. No hitter. In his short time, one of the best Phillies pitchers. The best Phillies pitchers of all time, Steve Carlton. That's one that I didn't know that was before my time. I didn't know we got him in a trade. Um, but Steve Carlton, what, the second best lefty of all time? Definitely. Terrell Owens. Now, that's an interesting answer, but I can't say that's a wrong answer because for years, the Eagles had to get over the hump. They wanted to get over the hump, and everyone everyone remembers Terrell Owens was the guy that got us over the hump, and whose fault was it? Donovan McNabb's, Terrell Owens. The The relationship didn't work out. People are doing sit-up challenges now in memory of T.O. doing the sit-ups in his uh, driveway. I liked Terrell Owens. I was actually on Terrell's own side and all this guy came back from a broken leg, nine catches, 127 yards in a Super Bowl, right? Unheard of in Philadelphia. Could have ran for mayor the next day, we would have voted for him. But again, came with that baggage. And I love Terrell Owens. Um definitely a, a good pick. Malcolm Jenkins was a was a was a name that surprised me. But it shouldn't have. Malcolm Jenkins came over, won a Super Bowl, right? was a leader, filled the void that we had since Brian Dawkins left with the leadership role, with the passion, with the aggressiveness, with just that Philly style of defense, right, that hard-hitting Philly style defense. Um, and, and we lost him this year. He went back to New Orleans. But Malcolm Jenkins is a great answer. Bernie Perrant from Toronto. How can you argue Bernie Perrant from Toronto? Bernie Perrant, best Flyers goalie in the history of their franchise, Stanley Cups. You can't argue Bernie Pront. Parties in Wildwood always has like a twenty-eight-year-old gorgeous blonde with them. Always at the wing bowl with hot blondes. I want to be Bernie Pront. Bernie Pront's a legend. Um, John Runyon. John Runyon is just one of those guys. And I, I went over the stats. I think on the first episode of of the consistence, uh, the consistentness, and and the toughness and and the grit. Right, the John Runyon, the grit, the just always played was the most consistent eagle, got out there all the time, played hurt, played injured. John Runyon, great answer. John LeClaire, that's a great answer. Now, the two Sixers, and I'm between the two, is Moses Malone, who was unbelievable here. And then there's a gray area, and that gray area is Dr. J. Was Dr. J considered a free agent? Well, when the ABA and the NBA combined, the Knicks had the rights to Dr. J. They didn't want to pay him. Other teams could start bidding. The Sixers got Dr. J. That sounds like free agency to me. So I always consider him the free agent. I always consider him the greatest free agent because I, I consider Dr. J the greatest Philadelphia athlete of all time. Not the most popular, but the greatest. I think Dr. J is the greatest Philadelphia athlete of all time. And obviously won us a championship, most exciting time in Sixers basketball history. How can you argue, Dr. J? I don't think we can. I don't think there's an argument against Dr. J. Um, but there were some great, great acquisitions. And it was fun to go over this because last week we really focused on like the depressing, like, oh, that guy sucked. We signed him for this. We spent this much money. And this, this, this week it's more like this guy brought us a championship. This guy was perfect. Cliff Lee brought excitement. Bryce Harper puts butts in the seats. And it's just a different conversation, a more positive conversation that it's hard to have in Philadelphia because we haven't won as many titles as anyone else. You know, in football, we have one. In baseball, we have two. So it's not like we are a championship city. But we are a damn good sports city with some damn good moments and a lot of talent right now that could bring us to that next level. Now it is time to get into the questions. All right. So, NBA on a cruise ship or a newly built gym, 1,000 tests needed to make it happen. Should sports take priority over the tests um, and make the population wait? If they start back up, with the 76ers being a great spot since Simmons and Embiid would be healthy? Would they make a run? The reason this question came is because Jay Williams said, maybe if you can take two of these massive cruise ships and they're testing before everyone goes on the ship, You allow a player and their immediate family, being the wife or the kids, allowed to go with them. And you have an eastern cruise ship and a western cruise ship. Not a bad idea. I don't think that would ever happen. Um, But I think uh, if the season, and I'm going to skip the the cruise ship thing. And I'm sorry, but I I just don't see that being, I think it's a good idea. But if you're going to do that, you might as well just not even continue the season. You know what I mean? If it's going to go through that lens, you know, fans want to see it. I get it. But again, what if one person does have it? They get tested. You never know. People just get sick. It's just That's just still too risky for me at this time, so I won't touch that. But I think if the Sixers start back up, they'll be in a great spot. Yeah, because Simmons' back will be healed. Embiid will be healthy. Embiid won't be as banged up. And I do think they can make a run. We saw a team last year that if Kawhi Leonard didn't hit that shot, knock out the champs, right? We saw a great basketball team. I think we miss Jimmy Butler. We miss the leadership. We miss what he represented. But I think that team is young enough to get a swagger about them if they go on a run and maybe go deep. I don't think they could beat a team like the Lakers. Um, They've shown they could beat Milwaukee, but they also shown they could get beaten by Milwaukee. So do they even get to the finals? I don't know. That's I think they could go on a run. I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're winning a championship with the lineup they have right now. I still think they need a score. Um if Deshaun and Al are healthy and JJ improves and you add Ward and a first rounder, are you comfortable? I know the injuries are a gamble, but um Geronimo Allison and Demarco Robinson who signed this week wouldn't have wowed me. And neither does trading a second rounder for Cooks. I wouldn't trade a second rounder for Cooks as we went over in the first uh, part. Um, But I am comfortable with that as long as they get the right receiver in the draft. Um, People forget that Alshon's very talented. And Howie Roseman talked about Alshon. And Alshon has a lot to prove. And he wants to prove to the city of Philadelphia. And if he can get healthy and Deshaun stays healthy and J.J. gets better... I'm comfortable with that. I am because we have Miles Sanders. We still have Ertz and Goddard. So we have some weapons for Wentz, especially if they stay healthy. The healthy part is what makes me want to trade them and makes me want to get other people is because do I trust them to stay healthy? How do you feel about Philly's young core? Nolan, Patrick, Frost, etc.? Would you? T- what would it take for them to push for the postseason? I think we saw what it takes. I think... I personally think that the uh, the Flyers are the, the best team in Philadelphia right now. I think this would have been a special, special playoff run um, if the season didn't end. But the good thing with the Flyers is they are so young that that doesn't mean the season's over. If the season does resume, they have the young legs under them. They have um, a lot of that momentum that they remember. And you know this off, this off time is not going to affect them as much as it might affect some of the veterans. That being said, I think going forward, the Flyers are going to be a very, very exciting team to watch. If it's not this year, if the season doesn't continue this year, next year, I think they're on to something. Uh, the, the coach, the, the team, they're really pushing. They're really playing hard. They're skating harder than I've ever seen them skate. Um, I would be excited, and I do think they could they could push, and I think this was a year that they were going to push. They were getting hot at the right time, but... You can't control stuff like this. It's better safe than sorry. Uh, Do you think the system AV has brought is responsible for the team's success or more just a really great mix of young and older players? Uh, Coaching, 100%. And they do have a nice mix. I think it's both. And I think that, that question, I hate answering both, both A and B, but I think that's the right answer because I think that question actually has the answer in it. You know, AV has brought in a system with good players, that works. Like Kevin Hayes signing as a free agent was a nice signing. I know a couple of my friends think we paid him too much at first. Now they're not saying that because he had a phenomenal first season. Um, I think it's both. I think both of those meshing together is really going to be what like propels the Flyers into the future as one of the toughest teams um, in hockey. I believe I heard you say that Horford signing was a bad one. Do you think it's more of the as a player or Brett Brown's system? Again, I think it's both. Um, you signed a guy who doesn't fit your system is the problem, but you signed a guy who wanted to not play the position that you signed him to play. He was supposed to be someone who helped them beat, and he's standing at the three point line shooting corner threes. Um, I didn't like the Al Horford signing. I think they signed him because he was considered Joel's kryptonite. Um, Joel's, kryptonites Joel let's be honest Um, so I I just don't like the signing still and I don't like Brett Brown so on that one both again um, what kind of success do you expect this year for the Phillies what is our weakness our weakness has always been pitching our weakness is also getting on base Um, not many of our guys hit for average I feel like we need to bring more people in that hit for average that get on base for Harper for Hoskins um, Romuto is probably the best, best ball player on our team. I think Harper is the most talented, as I said, but I think we have the core of players pitching, bullpen, always a question mark. You know, is Robertson going to come back healthy? Is Arietta going to play well? You know, is, is Nola going to start off hot? There, there's a lot of questions, and especially with this low. Where baseball's supposed to be starting now, they have break, and then they're gonna have to resume spring training after all this stuff's over. Um, I- I'm very excited for the season. I said I think we won ni- I think we could win 90 games, and I still believe that. We just got to get our pitching, and we got to get get our averages up a little bit. I've heard rumors, and this is an Eagles question about getting Brandon Cooks or Yannick. Which one would you rather have? Yannick um, from the Jaguars, by far, he is a generational talent. He's 25 years old, averages 12, 12 sacks a year. That's the right answer. That's the guy you want on your team. That's Imagine that front line. And Yannick wants to be an Eagle. He posts on his Instagram all the time pictures of him in Eagles uniforms. He Or not him in Eagles uniforms. He posts pictures of players in Eagles uniforms. Brian Dawkins, Trotter. He, he just keeps posting them. I see on Twitter people posting him in an Eagles jersey, and I'm waiting for that to be the next post. I'm waiting for Howie to get it done because that is someone you give up a second rounder for. That is someone you give up next year's first rounder for. That is generational talent that you put on a front line with Hargrave and you put on a front line with Fletcher Cox, and that is the line of doom, right? Nobody's stopping that line. That line's going to rush through any offensive line, even the Cowboys who have the best one, without without question it is it is the right move to make it is a hundred percent the right move to make i think like i said i just answered i think we're fine at receiver and i do think we're fine at receiver i think we're fine on the defensive line too but if you bring in yannick game over game over the problem is how do you afford to pay him? do you throw alshon jeffrey and that deal? i'm just like trying to throw alshon and i feel bad because i like alshon i do um it's just a locker room thing with Wentz. And, you know, but I keep throwing him in trades. I'll throw in Alshon. All right, get rid of Alshon. Nobody wants him. He would have called Howie by now. Um, and that was the questions. And that is episode three. I want to thank you guys so much for all the success for the first two shows and for showing me some love and buying some merchandise. Please take a picture of your merchandise. You wearing your merchandise, obviously, just don't take a picture of a shirt laying on the ground. I don't want to see that. Take a picture of you rocking your WizWit stuff and send it to me so I can put it up on social medias. I can tag you. I can thank you. Um, Again, thank you to our partners. Fill you with a twist. Sure style detailing. Thank you so much. Um, I, I really am excited about this show. Something I look forward to. I love doing the notes. But most of all, I love the interaction. I love what I do on Facebook where I ask you questions. I love the answers I get. makes me think outside the box. I cannot wait to do the show live. When this show goes live, I think it's going to be next level. And that's thanks to you. Thank you, listeners, so much. You can follow us at WizWitPod on all social media accounts. And we will see you next week with a brand new episode of the WizWit Podcast. Thanks, guys. Stay safe.